I think one of the most difficult things I've had as a mentor to a lot of people is in a situation where I have to really walk on eggshells to mentor them because they're so easily wounded. I think one of the best things you could ever give your mentor is an, is an, an unhurtable heart. In other words, I know your heart well enough that when you communicate with me, give it to me straight. But I want you to give it to me straight because if you have to dance in order to communicate with me to avoid me being wounded, I'm probably never gonna get the message I need to get. You're listening to The Man Maker Show. Welcome to season one with your host, Brad Walgamont. This podcast is all about becoming a better man for ourselves and the people around us. So if you enjoy this episode, whether you're on your way to work or mowing the lawn, make sure to share this with somebody, like, and subscribe. Well, I hope you're ready, because here we go. Hello and welcome to the Man Maker Show. Hope you're doing great. Bradley Wolgamot here coming to you live once again. Another episode. I'd like to share with you a few thoughts. I hope you don't mind my casual attire. I'm not here to impress you. I'm not here to get all dressed up and miss the whole purpose of what I'm trying to communicate with you. And that is I just want to talk with you. I haven't shaved, a little rough, a little messy hair. Who cares, right? Really what I'm here is to just talk to you. I've been asked to write a book many, many times and I've <laughs> had this constant argument where if I do a book, I don't want to put my picture on it. And all the publishers are like, you got to put your picture on it. I'm like, it's not about me. And he's like, well, your readers want to know what you look like. I go, do they? I've never read a book in my life going, I wonder what this guy looks like. <laughs> so I don't, I don't mean that as a, you know, a slight against someone that puts a picture on the book. I just, if for me, I'm just trying to communicate a message. That's the bottom line. I'm just trying to share with you some thoughts. And tonight what I want to talk to you about is what I've determined are the four styles of communication. And if you know anything about me, everything kind of runs in threes and fours and fives. I'm a high school graduate. I'm a simple person. I, I learn things. I compartmentalize things this way. So I don't claim to know it all. But these are the four styles that I've recognized. And I'm sure a lot of you guys have read the personality tree and understand the four different personalities. And you've done some of the tests where you're an eagle, or you're a dog, or you're a whatever, or you, you know, they're melancholy, or you're choleric, or you're whatever, right? Uh, there's a lot of different ways to, to, to go through these things. And I'll probably, you know, talk about some of the qualities of being choleric and sanguine and phlegmatic in a variety of ways. But what I'm going to talk tonight about is something that I think is a real challenge in our country. And that is with this whole PC movement, this politically correct movement. And what, what it's done is it's kind of bound us as men about being able to communicate because nobody wants to be a bully, right? A bully thing is a bad deal. It's, it's painful, it's hurtful. Nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to be considered a bully. And so as a result, we kind of back so far off that our message gets watered down to a point where it doesn't really make any sense. And so we end up taking on a person, personality style that probably is not really our personality style at all, but in fear of offending people. And, that, and that's really a problem. And as I said, I think in my, one of my earlier messages, some of my message is going to offend you, but some of that is gonna to have to be on you in that as a man, we're gonna to have to hear things that we don't like. We're gonna to have to receive messages that are hurtful. We're gonna to have to, to deal with that. That's part of being a man is being stronger, not being offended. It's one of these things like 
I think I talked before, but people say, yeah, you make me mad. No, that's impossible. You either get mad or you don't get mad, but no one makes you get mad. You just get mad. You decide to react in a way that sounds like anger. And so when it comes to communication, I think there's four styles. Three of them, in my opinion, don't work. Only one of them really works. The first one I'll talk about is the passive form of communication. A passive form of communication is kind of, um, it's where you matter, but I don't. Right, so I passively wanna communicate in a way that I don't really express my opinion strong enough, it's always about your opinion. I never really get my message across because I don't matter, but you matter. And it's a, it's a, it's, it's a fearful way, and a lot of people communicate this way because they're so afraid of offending someone that they never really say what they mean. They, they, when, they're, when they're talking, they're thinking about all the different people that are gonna be measuring, and even as I'm communicating with you tonight, I'm thinking about people in my life that are watching this or a part of my life and what are they gonna think and how they gonna respond. And all, I can ask, all we can ever ask is someone knows our heart. And if you know my heart, well then you'll know that I'm never intending to offend anybody, right? If someone says a message, I got a message a little while back and it was from a dear friend of mine and the message kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, whoa. But I knew their heart well enough to know that they didn't mean what I was interpreting. So you pick up the phone, you have a conversation and say, hey, I got this message, I, I want to get some clarification on it. And they were like, oh, I was wondering if I was gonna bug you. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, what's up? And, 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 we, and we talked through it and it was exactly as I thought. You know, it, was, it was to make a point on something that mattered, but it wasn't meant as an offense in any way. It was just a form of communication to make a point. And if I had taken offense to that, if I had taken it personally, well then, that's on me. At the same time, I wouldn't want a communicator to be so afraid that in their communication as a passive communicator that they can never say what they want in fear of me overreacting. I think one of the most difficult things I've had as a mentor to a lot of people is in a situation where I have to really walk on eggshells to mentor them because they're so easily wounded. I think one of the best things you could ever give your mentor is an is an an unhurtable heart. In other words, I know your heart well enough that when you communicate, we can give it to me straight. Now I talk about four styles of leadership communication in another time, but I want you to give it to me straight because if you have to dance in order to communicate with me to avoid me being wounded, I'm probably never gonna get the message I need to get. So as a passive communicator, I think we're really doing the people who are communicating a disservice because of our self-image and our fear that they might respond in a way that's inaccurate. What I mean by that is they misunderstand our heart, so we end up backing so far away from what we really wanna say because we're afraid we're gonna hurt them. They matter, but you don't. Now on the other side of that pendulum is the aggressive communication. Communication style or communicator. Aggressive basically means I matter, you don't. I'm gonna say what the heck I want and you can just suck it up, you can just deal with it. And they're oftentimes rude, they're cold-hearted, they say things that may be true, but it dies in the delivery. They say things that might make an impact, but it was so cruelly presented that there was no opportunity for someone in a powerful way to accept that as counsel and make adjustments. It was just insulting. And we've seen that, and I think unfortunately because men have a, a history of doing this, we've overreacted to the point where most people now are passive or they're in the third category, which I'll we'll talk about in a minute. Without a doubt, aggressive communication 
is not effective. Sometimes it's needed. If you're a military commander or if you're a captain on a ball field and people need to be told exactly what to do because that's your job, well, that's a different situation. If you're a shift manager and you're in safety and you see something being done, you, you, you can't be passive. You, you can't be passive aggressive. You have to be very aggressive and say, look, we don't have time to discuss how, why, what. You just need to follow orders right now because it's important. And we as men need to be able to take that. We also need to be able to communicate that way because in times of emergency, we have to be aggressive. But most of the time, an aggressive communication just puts people on the defense. And so they never hear your heart and never hear your message because they're wounded because of the aggressive nature of your communication. And that's ineffective. The third form of communication is the most deceptive form of communication. And that's the passive aggressive communicator. The passive aggressive communicator is, I matter, no, you matter. Well, I matter, no, but you matter. Well, I matter, no, you matter. And it goes back and forth. And really what it is, it's a very tricky way of communicating, trying to get people to agree with you, but never stating that it's your desire. You you can't keep pushing and hinting, and which I think hinting is known as the most cowardly form of leadership. Right, you throw things out there in a group, but you really are thinking of a specific person. And so you say something knowing it's a dart in their heart, but you're saying it like to a group, that's cowardly. If there's a big issue, get the rifle out, have a straight direct communication and go back and forth. Don't use a crowd as a, as a method to dilute something that you know is gonna be taken directly by another human being. Be careful, if you got an issue, don't make it a group issue. And a passive-aggressive communicator, uh, Danny Silk calls them chocolate dragons, right? They look delicious on the outside. Everybody thinks they're great, but behind the scenes are just a freaking dragon devouring things. It happens in relationships. There's oftentimes a passive-aggressive communicator where everybody thinks that person's just a sweetheart, just an amazingly nice human being, but their spouse knows the deceptiveness of their method of communication, and it's very hurtful. It's, it's, it's you say things in a way that no one could ever say you said something wrong, but it's in the manipulative way that the person that's actually received the message knows you're actually digging me while you're giving me a hug. It's like hugging me with a knife. Passive aggressive is brutal. We all have to watch it because if you are a passive person and you want to be a little more aggressive, you're gonna come across passive aggressive. If you're aggressive and you wanna come across a little more passive, you're gonna come across passive aggressive. That's just, the, that's just the middle ground. But unfortunately, it's deceptive, it's hurtful, it's dishonest, it's manipulative. If you got something that's hard and strong that needs to be said, do it directly to that individual. If it doesn't, then, then make a group issue a group issue. And that's where the fourth style of communication really comes into play. And I'll just call it assertive. Assertive is where you matter and I matter. You matter and I matter. In fact, you don't matter to me and I don't matter more than you. We are equals, God's word said. There's no respect for persons, which means that no one is at a higher level than somebody else. And so as an assertive communicator, we're gonna talk like two men or you and your spouse. We're gonna communicate in a way that is honorable. We're gonna communicate in a way that virtually every part of what we say says, I honor this relationship. I protect this relationship. I'm gonna communicate in a way that says you matter, even though it's something that I need to really get across in communication. I'm never gonna communicate in a way that says this relationship is up for sale. 
I'm gonna let every quality relationship in my life know that the relationship is not for sale. It matters. It's deep. I hope that every friend I make becomes a best friend. In fact, my brain works like this. When I meet you, you become, and, and, and you know, we go through the basic filters of, of likes and dislikes and commonality. I elevate people to a very high level. I, I start people at 10 and then you can knock yourself down to one if you want. People don't like that. Most of keep people at a distance, keep us one and make them earn themselves to a 10. You do what you wanna do. But my style is I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at people, I hope, as God does. In fact, I was taught years ago when I was in my real struggles of my life and someone said, Brad, you can't afford to have a thought about yourself that isn't consistent with God's thought of you. You cannot afford to think differently about yourself than God does. And this is how God sees you, redeemed and loved and forgiven and a son and adopted and, 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 a, and a prince and a future king. You can't afford to think of yourself differently. And so when I, when, I, when I look at a relationship, I look at the relationship at the highest value. And if someone doesn't wanna be my friend, they'll start putting up enough walls and I'll have to respect their walls. Why? Because those are their walls. Those are their comfort zones. Those are their issues. Not everybody's wide open. Some people have been hurt and burned and lied to and deceived. Some people just don't wanna have close friends. We can't force ourselves on anybody. But I really like people. I like having dear friends, especially bros, people that love God, love their family, love life. I, man, I search the planet out for those people. There aren't very many honestly like that, but that's, that's my thing. So when you learn to be an assertive communicator, you speak your peace, but you speak your peace in a way that honors and protects that relationship. In other words, you never say things that if that was the only thing you ever said, would be, would be de wouldn't be damaging. Uh, am I saying that right? In other words, if that was the only statement I ever said, and they said, if they held on to that one statement, would that be a damaging statement? I'm never gonna make that statement, right? I'm gonna communicate in a way that is assertive, but it honors them as a child of God, that honors them as a human being that's gonna make mistakes and has made mistakes and will fail and things happen. But my goal is never to attack the person, but to attack the behavior. In other words, I'm gonna hate what that person's done, but I'm gonna love the human being. I'm gonna remind them first and foremost of the truth of their identity, of who they are, and separate the, the, the action from the human, because if the identity gets back and gets right, and they get to a point of solid confidence and solid posture, and, and anchored in love and grace and excellence, then the chances of them repeating that behavior go way down because people that are anchored in love and grace and goodness and kindness don't do awful things very often. If, if I want to say never because no one's perfect, but it's less likely to be mean and deceptive and cruel if you're in a position of love and grace. But if you're in a position of damage and pain and hurt, well, that's why this statement of hurting people hurt people. So what do I want to do with someone? Do I want to make them feel bad so they cause problems for other people? Do I want to be the source of hurt that causes a person to hurt others? Or can I be part of the person that reverses the process and creates a healing so that they begin to restore themselves as a human being, restore themselves as a leader, restore themselves as a believer, as a, as, as a, as a bastion of grace and love, so that when they go back out into the world and deal with the challenges of life, 
they have a, a new persona, a new identity that creates a new behavior. This is the idea of assertiveness. Assertive means you matter, I matter. I'm gonna speak my piece, but my goal is not that you agree with me. My goal is that you know how great you are and how valuable you are. We're gonna talk about the behavior, we're gonna talk about the issue, we're gonna have conversations about it, but most importantly, what needs to be confirmed is you know that you are loved and that you are valuable and that there is a promise over your life. And if there's been mistakes that have been made, well, I believe that every single challenge in our life serves a royal purpose. I believe every challenge that happens, it wasn't put upon us, but we made choices. Now we have an opportunity to grow, change, mature, look at things through a different filter and different perspective, which gives us the opportunity to what? Be greater, to be more compassionate, to suffer with. Who makes the best alcoholic anonymous counselors? Recovered alcoholics, right? Why? Because they know the pain. Who helps people through rape or substance abuse or physical abuse or divorce? People that have been through hard times. If you've never had a hard time, it's going to be a little difficult for you to have compassion with someone because you, you, you can't relate. Now, you'll try, and I love the fact that we'll try, but honestly, most people aren't really going to totally listen if someone hasn't walked in their shoes. I don't wish upon anybody great challenges, but I do wish upon you when you do that you recognize that the purpose of getting through this is so that you can help other people be great, that you can walk with them and say, I feel you, I understand, but here's the deal. You're amazing, you're great. There's a promise over your life. Let's remove this behavior from your identity and let your identity get so strong that it creates a new behavior. Assertive communication allows you to do this. In passivity, they have to guess. In, pa in, in aggressive, they walk away more damaged. In passive aggressive, they might get it, they might not. They typically walk away confused and going, uh, okay, I guess I kind of suck, but thanks for the love, for the hug. It's, it's one of those very weird things. But assertive is when you're gonna talk about the issue but you're gonna talk about the issue separate from the human, the person, the soul. This allows us to go deep in communication to a point where you can clearly explain with your actions, this relationship matters to me. You matter to me. You matter to the kingdom, you matter to God, you matter to me. This relationship is not for sale. This is not one of those conversations that's gonna be the relationship is over. This relationship is something that I'm vested into. We're gonna have a conversation, we're gonna talk about some things, but I love you. And as soon as that, that communication begins to break down, you anchor back to the truth. I love you, you matter, I value you, you're a great man, you're a great human being. This wasn't great, but you're great. And the more you get anchored in your greatness, the less likely you will of a repeat. And see, the world, has this weird thing about wanting to punish people. And honestly, I think the punishment is more to satisfy the crowd that wants to see justice on this person, right? Back in the day, they'd have public square hangings, you know, Braveheart type style. And the people come there to watch this payback for this poor, this evil human being. Oftentimes, punishment is elicited to satisfy people that weren't even involved. They just want to see justice served. 
In reality, what we're trying to do is get people to a point where they won't repeat the behavior. We can't do anything about what's happened. When we forgive someone, it doesn't mean it never happened. It just means that that situation no longer controls us. So the idea of being assertive is we stay strong in our convictions. We stay strong in our identity. We stay strong anchored in a relationship, but we communicate in a way that says, you matter. That behavior sucked. That was stupid. That, that, that should never happen. But you're not those things. It's that grace and shame conversation. So if you can learn to be assertive, speak your peace, guys. Don't pussyfoot around, but don't be mean, be thoughtful. How do you do that? Speak your peace, but always let it be known you matter. John Maxwell, one of the best speakers of all time, he'll interrupt himself multiple times in the middle of a talk and say, let me remind you, my name is John and I'm your friend. <laughs> and I've used that many times, I don't mean I use it, I mean I've, I've said that many times, my name is Brad and I'm your friend. Because that's the truth. I'm no better than anybody else. I've been hammered enough times and gotten up enough times. I just wanna share with you the things that helped me get through things. And I was, when I was really beat up, I was passive. When I was cocky, I was aggressive. When I was lost and not sure of my identity, I was passive aggressive. Learning to be assertive is where I got my backbone back, where I can speak my peace, but not demand agreement. I could speak my peace without offending. I could speak my mind without insulting. I could communicate in a way that is strong, but not dominant. There's a difference. And in today's world of political correctness, anybody that speaks their opinion now is, is, is aggressive. And that's not the case. Your heart, what you release, what you impart into the relationship and the communication is what dictates the pain. If I can, if I can impart that I care, if you can sense through my spirit that I care, I can be strong in my communication because it's my heart saying, I'm, I'm gonna, I wanna make the human great again. We'll deal with the behavior, but I'm gonna remind you how awesome you are. If we can stay with this, if we can stay anchored with this, we don't need to worry about offending people. People know that you care. When they know that you care, then they care what you know, but they must first know that you care. In any relationship, any conversation, as soon as it breaks down, time out. Hold on. My name is Brad, and I'm your friend. Hold on, hold on. Let me remind you, you matter to me. This relationship is not for sale. You can walk away if you choose to, but I am not. I am standing to choose to stand and get back to identity and let identity birth new behavior. And we move in that position, then this broken communication amongst brothers, this broken communication as husband and wife, this broken communication about father, son, father, daughter, this broken communication against human being to community. I can't tell you how many people unfriended me in the last four years on social media. And I, I should say how many of Shelly's friends unfriended me on social media because they thought I was aggressive when I was just speaking my opinion. Now, it's possible that my style of communication was aggressive. I don't think so. I think I've studied it's enough. But anybody that's in a, in a very wounded position takes any strong opinion and considers it to be bullied. I've never said anybody ever has to agree with me. But what I do feel strongly is you need to at least listen because I'm gonna guarantee I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna hear you out because people won't listen until they've been listened to. And so if people know that I'm listening, then maybe they'll listen. My goal is not to change you. My goal is to express my opinion and let you change you. 
If you change you, it's sustainable. If I change you, it's temporary. We call it false harmony. I'm gonna change long enough to get out of this chaos and out of trouble, but my behavior won't shift because I wasn't changed internally in my identity. I just changed my behavior because I'm in trouble. It's the old saying. Someone says, I'm sorry. Are you sorry that you did it or are you sorry that you got caught? <laughs> right? We get back to the behavior, we get back to the source. And I could go down this road for hours and we have many years to talk about these things, about how relationships end up in these situations. But for tonight, I want to ask you to challenge yourself to become an assertive communicator. Speak your peace, be strong, be bold. Know who you are, know who they are. You're not better, you're never talking down, you're talking the equal, be strong, be bold, but let them know that you care about them, the relationship matters, it's not for sale. Here's what I think. And then speak your peace and then listen to their peace. And if you will learn to shed the passive, shed the aggressive, shed the passive aggressive and move into assertive, I think you'll have a much easier time communicating. You'll be much more respected. You're still going to have some people misunderstanding you because that's part of the price of leadership of being assertive. There will be people that will still jump to conclusions. But at least you'll know in your heart that your goal is just to help people get back to the truth of their birthright, of their identity of greatness. Okay? I hope that helps. God bless you.